Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode three, trois, uh, tre- treize, or like how I love to say it because I took French, I like to mispronounce every French word, so trois is spelled T-R-O-I-S, so therefore I say trois. So welcome to episode trois, everybody. Thank you all for supporting this podcast. I really, really, truly, truly, truly appreciate all the love and support I have received thus far. Also, if you are watching this on YouTube, you can see that I changed my setup. I wanted a more dynamic, I don't know if that's the word because English is a very hard language for me, even though it's my first. So I have my vines here, but I also have this little corner here where you can kind of see a plant. And I do have a book back there that says The Empowered Empath. And you know why that's funny? Because this episode is about empathy. Ha, ha, ha. So yes, today, this is my story of my life as an empath. And before I get into that, I want to create some sort of fun intro for you guys where I share tips, like one tip per episode, on how to cope with anxiety either that or something fun like one fun fun hello one fun fact about me so let me know what you think because i'm trying to think of some cool intros to put in but i guess for now i'll share two i'll share both of those things so one fun fact about me um and I was thinking about this because there was an, there's a podcast slash YouTube channel I used to watch a while ago where they would talk about their favorite obsession. So I'm just going to say that. My obsession of, of the week is K-pop. Um, I can't stop. I can't stop listening to it. I'm freaking out. <laughs> People used to ask me, like, who's your favorite artist? Like, who do you listen to all the time? Who would you love to go see in concert? And I would never have an answer. Like, I have, like, my favorites, I guess. Like, I have people I really enjoy listening to. But there was never, I never was, like, a huge fan of somebody. But now, (laughs) if I were to see the K-pop band BTS in concert, I would flip my shit. My shit would be flipped 360, okay? If I saw them in concert, I would freak the fuck out freak out when i was growing up my older sister liked k-pop and my uh group was shiny and now it's bts and um my bias in bts is j-hope j-hope is like the sunshine of the group so he's my favorite um i'm also learning about new k-pop bands there's one called stray kids and they're really cool i really like them they're very so far, at least, at least the music I've listened to of theirs is very hype music. I like to listen to it um, when I work out. Also, when I wake up, I choose violence and I crank music in my car on the way to work at like 7.30 in the morning. And I kind of feel bad for the people that I stop next to at red lights, but also I don't. I don't feel bad because I am hype as fuck in the morning. I am a morning person for sure, hands down, no cap, I'm a morning person. Night person, I, I think I, I don't know if I qualify as a night person, but I'm, I'm not tired at night, but I couldn't stay up until three in the morning, you know what I mean? You feel me? Okay. Uh, 
what was I going to say? My, my one fun fact about me and then what was the other thing? Oh, uh, anxiety tip. I'm, I'm going to talk about this later in the episode, but um, one thing that's definitely helped me is breathing exercises. That was the first thing that they taught me when I was diagnosed with anxiety. They were like, we don't want to put you on any medicine yet because if you can um, learn how to cope with this organically, like we want you to be able to at least test that out. So definitely breathing exercises is like the number one go-to and breathing exercises bring you into state of mindfulness and relaxation. So I actually, I did this breathing exercise on um, a Zoom meeting with my work team when we were all freaking out over the pandemic and uh, we still are. So I think I brought this up to them only like a couple months ago. So here it is. So you take two quick inhales through the nose pause, and then a long exhale through the mouth. So I'll do an example, okay? Inhales like this. Exhale. My inhales are going to sound rough because I have a deviated septum and I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So they're going to sound a little weird if you're you're listening. (laughs) Obviously, you are listening. Hello? Okay. So We're going to try that again. So the inhales, they're deep, but they're, quote, quick. So let's do three rounds together. Okay, are you ready? Okay, close your eyes. I'm prepping. Okay, relax your shoulders. uh, um, What is this called? Um, Crack your neck. Roll your neck. Uh, Roll your shoulders if you need to. I get so many cracks out of that. Uh, Roll your wrists. Shake your hands out. Close your eyes. Okay, ready? We're going to start. Two inhales. And exhale. One more time. Two inhales through the nose. Hold it. And exhale. One last time. Two inhales through the nose. Hold it. And exhale. I don't know how yoga instructors do that. Talking while you're holding your breath. I'm sorry. That's a skill that I don't possess. Thank you. But I hope you guys enjoyed that little breathing exercise before we get into our routine. And I have to say, I am very, very much in a good mood right now. I just had Thai. I think I already said that. (laughs) It was 70 degrees out today. So I am just feeling very good. I also had to clean up my room because there's a photographer coming because we are not re-signing this lease that we're in. I don't know where I'm going to be after this lease hopefully not on the streets but you know we'll see um so let's get into the topic of this episode being an empath so i have only just realized that i'm an empath over the past couple years and i'm now only just realizing what that actually means to the full extent Let me read you the definition. So, what is an empath? The term empath comes from empathy, which is the ability to understand the experiences and feelings of others outside of your own perspective. You actually sense and feel emotions as if they're part of your own experience. In other words, someone else's pain and happiness becomes your pain and happiness. And if you saw my Instagram or Facebook post the other day, I share the difference between sympathy and empathy. So sympathy is 
say you are hanging out with someone that is not feeling so hot and um, you're sympathetic towards them, but it's you don't go into full extent of really feeling what they're feeling. You might say like, oh, that, that really sucks. I'm sorry you feel that way. Or like, ooh, that's, that's really hard. Or ooh, that's rough. But then that's kind of it. You don't, you don't get overwhelmed by what they're feeling. You don't feel a sense of you have to help them. You don't think about that, that feeling and you don't think about them feeling sad the rest of the day. With empathy, you do. And it's like a full understanding. Well, maybe not a full, but like you understand how they feel because you yourself can feel what they're feeling without them having to explain it. It's just so much bigger than sympathy. And I'm going to go into it more, but like I just feel things through my soul. I feel things intuitively way more than someone that just has sympathy would feel. So I'm just going to go into some more things, some like traits so that maybe if you don't know you're an empath, you can start asking yourself, like, what are the qualities of an empath? How do I know that, that that's me? So a lot of people that are empaths, they have high anxiety. Hi, me. Hello. My name is Casey. Hello. Yes, I have. I am an empath and I have high anxiety. Thank you. You all probably have anxiety too because you followed this podcast that's called Anxious and Thriving. Yes, we are anxious, but yes, we are thriving. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we have, we have high anxiety because we're feeling everything and we feel compelled to help these people that are feeling these these deep emotional sometimes dark usually dark or depressed or sad feelings we feel the need to help them we feel the need to fix all their problems and those feelings don't go away inside of us i'll talk about at some point in this podcast, I'll talk about how to cope with that and how to realize that you don't have to solve people's problems. It took me in, until 24, it took me all my freaking life to figure that out. So when I was living uh, at home with my parents, after I graduated college, because my sisters weren't there, it was just me and them, and I didn't really understand what being an empath was. So when I was living with them, and like I explained in my first episode, they were going through shit and they were stressed and there was negative emotions. So I felt all of that, which gave me so much anxiety, which is wh which was the start of my anxiety, was all of that. Um, so it made me feel very overwhelmed and very angry too. Um, and that happens a lot when I am either with people that are just very overwhelmed themselves or when I'm out in big crowds. So I'll give a couple examples. I think like a year or two ago, my family and I were going to a local farm to pick out pumpkins and to get like apple cider or something. And there were a lot of people there. And being in a family of five is overwhelming to me. We all have our own problems in our family. And uh, certain people get more stressed out than others. And so navigating in crowds in a group of five and just overall, because I'm in a crowd, I am feeling 
what everybody there is feeling. Not just my family. No, everybody there. So, like, immediately when we were walking up to the farm, I felt the need to tell my whole family that I'm angry, I'm overwhelmed, and we should just go home because I don't want to be here anymore. And I started noticing after a while of, like, these kind of repetitive experiences happening to me that, like, maybe that's not the best approach when you're feeling overwhelmed is to make it known to everybody and it after like reflecting for a while especially over over this pandemic reflecting all of my issues and things that I need to work on I was like just because I'm going through this doesn't mean everybody else is going through this so I shouldn't make it a point to be like I'm angry and we need to leave because I am angry so now it's it's different where now because I know what it is because it's I'm an empath and I'm feeling everybody's emotions I just have to say like okay I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I need to step away from the situation I need to get outside but again it took me a while to get to this point because now I'm starting to actually realize what what an empath is another situation is grocery stores oh my fucking god grocery stores are my freaking nightmare they're horrible unless it's a quick trip and I know what I have to get and I'm not going with slow people (laughs) so usually it's with my mom sorry mom also I'm definitely gonna burp during this episode because the Thai food oh god (sighs) whoa sorry guys excuse me that was rude and impolite um so grocery stores they can be they can be okay but um my mom likes to stop in uh she likes to go through every aisle every yes every aisle every aisle she turns down um and then she she stops checks her checks her list in every aisle and i'm like i can't be here anymore i need to leave so um i get yeah very very angry and overwhelmed um and I, like, have to move. I have to move or else I, like, get overwhelmed. So I'll start, like, dancing in the store to the music. Or I'll just, like, have to walk up and down the aisles while we're going. Um, but this happened, like, a week or so ago. I went with her and I was just like, I'm overwhelmed and we need to pick up the pace. Um, so I'm still working on it because I don't want to make... Because I'm an empath, you guys, I don't want to make the other person overwhelmed by me saying I'm overwhelmed. So it's a double-edged sword of, like, I need to tell you this, but I also don't want you to freak out. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, so we went through halfway through the store. I was like, I can't do this. I'm overwhelmed. So we started picking up the pace. And then when we were at the checkout, she was like, take the keys, go in the car. And I was like, I mean, we're at checkout. We're almost, we're almost done. Like, it's fine. Um, I'd say if you're going into the store by yourself, definitely wear headphones. That has helped me a lot listening to music. Um, but also when I'm by myself, usually I can pick my, my pace of the store. Um, so I don't get as overwhelmed as I would with somebody else. Where's my necklace? Hello? Sorry, I'm fixing it. Um, but grocery stores are, uh, pretty bad. Also, being an empath, at least for me, um... And I mean, being an empath means you you notice everything and you feel everything. So like if you're in a group of people and there's that, that one person that's told a joke, but nobody notices or laughs or they talk about something else, I always make sure to look that person in the eye and laugh at their joke or acknowledge what they said. 
because I, I feel what they're feeling and I'm like, I have to acknowledge you or you're going to feel bad about what you just said. <laughs> also, I'm that person that will walk behind the friend group if we're walking on a sidewalk and there's not enough room. I don't know if that's an empath quality, but I do that. Also, if there's a, if there's someone I'm in a room with that has low energy, I will match their energy so that they feel comfortable. Like, depending on my mood, I'm a Gemini, hi. Depending on my mood, I can be very spastic, very energetic, very fun to be around. Um, sometimes loud. I just make a lot of noises in general whenever I do things. Um, so I can be kind of an energetic person. But if there's a person that's like either their main state of being or for whatever reason, they're just very low energy in the moment, I'll I'll bring my energy and I'll match it to where where their energy is so that they feel comfortable and not not out of place it's a conscious thing that i do my mom asked me that the other day when i was talking to her about this she's like is it is it conscious do you realize that you're doing it and i do because i make the conscious effort to change so that they feel comfortable but then when i go home at the end of the day i'm like that was fake or i didn't like that i wasn't myself or blah 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 all this stuff um, and it's also starting to affect me with texting people. And I didn't realize that this was an empathetic trait, but there's two different circumstances. So like if I am working all day or if I'm, or if I'm doing something that's kind of overwhelming kind of all day, or if I'm just in my office, which is just me at work, but there's a whole other, there's a whole building. There's other people in the building. I feel everybody's emotions all day. <laughs> I feel them through emails, through texts, through calls. I feel people when they're not even near me. So it's very overwhelming. So um, if someone texts me at the end of the day, I don't really want to respond because it feels like it takes so much energy out of me to respond to somebody or to simply reach out to somebody. Um, it's also that way if somebody is texting me, uh, regardless of whether I've had an overwhelming day or not, if they're texting me, I can sometimes feel how they're feeling through text and I can't respond because it's too overwhelming. And I'm like, I'm noticing my, what my boundaries are slash what they should be now that I know what all this means. And so I'm starting to implement them, but I think what I need to do is start explaining to people what this is because I'm only just realizing it. So I really haven't explained it to that many people. There is one friend, hi, you know who you are, who is texting me uh, because they're also an empath and we're just um, going back and forth sharing experiences and it feels really good to be validated. So if people are listening slash watching this episode and you're feeling validated, good. Because I don't know what percent of the population are empaths, but there's a lot of us. So you could be one or you might know somebody. So just having that conversation. Also, as a Gemini, I really value communication. Um, so <laughs> that's like my top thing. If you just communicate with me, if you're just honest with me, I'm just like, yes, thank you. I really, really, really appreciate that. So I just start, I have to start doing that with other people too. Just being like, this is what's going on. I'm just letting you know so that you understand me. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes people don't understand. Um, 
and it's tough, but you have to find those people that are willing to understand and that are willing to listen. Um, I, I've also learned, and I've, I've really only learned this um, after moving out of my parents' house, that it's not my responsibility to fix other people's problems. And that's a huge issue that empaths deal with. And it's kind of like a double-edged sword because I want to help other people and I get some sort of like, I don't know about satisfaction or like happy, I don't know the right word, but like I really do enjoy listening to people and knowing that, have them know that like I'm, I'm always there for them. That's, that, that makes me feel really good that, that people know that. Uh, But at the same time, it can be overwhelming if I think that it's my responsibility to solve their problems. That was an issue with my parents. That was an issue with certain people in my life. I was like, okay, let me try to like figure out what can make you feel better. At least one, let me just listen to you. I think just being a listener is huge. And I was, I was talking to Molly from my last episode about therapy and I, I still haven't been, (laughs) I need to go. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, I'm a big advocate. I'm a big advocate for therapy, even though I have not gone. Okay. Um, but she was like, therapy isn't about giving advice. It's about listening. And as the person going to therapy talks out what they're going through, they value being listened to and being validated and um, being understood by a professional. So it's not necessarily about about giving advice. And I've kind of just learned that and there you're not going to be able to solve everybody's problem and period you're not going to be able to solve people's peri- people's problems period that's not your job and you're never going to be able to do it you're going to be like, you can be a good listener that's always helpful but again if you're an empath that's sometimes overwhelming and you have to set boundaries for yourself but you're never going to be able to solve people's problems or change people like it's just not a thing so just start like reminding yourself of that and I also had a huge breakthrough at work recently um probably starting in like January was a huge month for me and I'm gonna start getting into like psychic empaths and intuitive empaths because I definitely categorize myself as a psychic empath which I literally just learned about Again, like like last week, my friend sent me a podcast about it and I was like, hello, this is a thing. Um, but at work, I would get very, very overwhelmed by emails <laughs> and just like people in general, because I mean, it's, it's common at work for you to be stressed out. I mean, that sucks. That shouldn't be the case. Um, but it's common and, um... Sorry, I'm just checking my timing. Is that even going off? No, it's not. Okay, sorry. Uh, I have to make sure that my camera does not stop recording. And if it does, I just have to hit record again because it only records for a certain amount of time. Anyways, so yeah, people at work can be really stressed out. And so every day I would constantly feel everybody's stress, everybody's um, pressure on themselves to get things done in, in a certain timeline. And... Um, Certain people in life don't really manage their stress very well. So that that would just all come on to me and I would feel it every day. And I would be stressed out because of that. 
every day. Like I am good at managing my own stress, but if other people are stressed out, oh my God, I get really overwhelmed. So January was a huge time for me. Literally midnight, January 1st, I had this like huge feeling that the next few months were going to be really big, really impactful for me. And I really started to realize like the true meaning of life, true meaning of existence is just to live. And like all these societal, capitalistic, government pressures on ourselves to go to school for 12 years, then go to college for four plus years. And I actually saw TikTok about this, like you're sitting at a desk for 12 years, then you're in college sitting at desks for another four plus years, then you are at work until you're 65 at a desk for all of your life, and then you retire. Um, no. No fucking thank you. No, I don't want that. Hello? Like, also you should watch the movie Soul. Holy fuck. That movie... Ooh, that movie describes how I feel internally. Uh, the very end. <laughs> um, seriously, just like there's there's a scene in that movie when like one of those like little helicopter leaves falls on their hand and they're just like, whoa, that's beautiful. And like, that's how I view life now. And so I had this like epiphany these past few months that like I shouldn't be putting so much stress on myself at work because we shouldn't be on this earth to work. I mean, if you enjoy work, sure. Great. That's good. It's not, it shouldn't be your sole focus in life though. Like I enjoy filming. I enjoy recording. I enjoy doing podcasts. I enjoy entertaining, but I know there's more to life. Not just this. I definitely get a lot of anxiety Um, when I'm doing these podcasts, when I'm prepping for them, because I'm like, I have to be perfect. I have to make sure that these people like this, blah, 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 blah. But like, so I'm working on it and we're all working on it because we've been raised to put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect, to perform well and to, uh, succeed in life, get jobs and make money. And I'm like, hello, no, (laughs) it's not the point of life. It's just not. So I started to realize that like these people that are so stressed, they don't, they don't hold that power over me and they shouldn't, and they don't deserve to hold that power over me of giving me so much stress. Like I don't deserve that. So I've started learning how to not accept everything into my soul. Um, and I actually, the podcast that I was listening to, and I don't remember the name of it and I don't remember the the podcaster's name, but I will write it in the description because I do want to credit them. Um, but they were talking about like a, an energy shield, like picturing this like shield box around you that's see-through, but it is, um, keeping your energy within you and keeping everybody else's energy outside the box so that you're safe. So I guess you could say that is how I picture, uh, me in general, but especially me at work. I have to burp again. <coughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Excuse me. Um, but it's just a matter of like, I mean, I do get stressed if like the emails come and come and come and come and everybody's stressed out. It's like, y'all need to chill. (laughs) But like, 
I've learned that it's just not worth it. And they, they don't deserve that power over me. And they don't deserve that power over you. Because life is not all about work. So if an email does come in or whatever happens and I get stressed out, like I, I, I still might get stressed out, but then I leave it alone or I go for a walk outside or I call someone for like 10 minutes, but like I try to be present in the moment and realize that's not really that important. It's not, it's, I shouldn't be stressed out. I shouldn't let these people get me stressed out because I am my own person. I'm an individual and I have feelings and I'm dealing with my own shit. So I don't want yours either. Thank you. (laughs) So I always listen to podcasts or music while I work. I get outside at least three times a day. I mean, I say that I do, but it's so hard because there's that guilt and shame of like other people don't take breaks. So I shouldn't because I want to look like I'm performing well. And that's the whole issue of being brought up thinking that you have to make good grades, thinking that you have to get into college, thinking that you blah, 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 you know what I'm saying. But I've uh, really come to a point of just like peace with certain situations. Um, And I've realized too that when I come to this, this point of peace with people or situations, for example, work, I'm not as stressed out as I used to be. And now I am uh, switching to part-time starting next Monday. And I'm going to be doing mostly uh, video work and YouTubing and podcasting. Um, And I really truly believe that that's because I came to a point of peace with uh, this other job. And that's happened to me with so many other experiences. So obviously there are cycles to everything and you're going to have periods of like anger and frustration, frustration, but like you're going to eventually get to a point of peace with things and that's when new experiences will be able to come into your life. Alright, so let's start talking about psychic empath because that is me. And let me just say also, whenever I say anything about psychics, intuition, spirits, spirit guides, angels, dreams, astrology, there's this like stigma of like, that's not real. Like, I can't believe you believe in that. Blah, 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 blah. You act like that's, like, your religion and, like, it all makes sense and blah, blah, blah. It's like, how can that be real? And I'm like, chill. Can you let people have their own feelings and beliefs? Like, can y'all just chill? Like, for real. Thank you. (laughs) Astrology, parts of it, yes. I mean, there are people that study it, and I believe it to be true, the people that study it. So, like, whatever. Fight me. I'll meet you outside. Four o'clock. I guess tomorrow, because right now it's 8-11. 8-11. 8-11 is... Okay. Numbers is a whole other conversation, but repeating numbers, that's okay. It means your manifestations are coming true soon. It's a sign for your sp- from your spirit guides, and 8-11 is a big number. Anyways. Sorry, I'm looking at my phone because I have all my notes written down so that I don't ramble, even though I've rambled this entire time. Okay. So, okay, psychic empath is, it's it's bigger than just being an empath. You feel what peop- people are feeling when you're not even physically with them. I have friends in other states. I feel what they feel. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have to be in the same room as you to know... To feel how you how you are feeling it's same thing with texting it's same thing with calling it's same thing how i explained with like being in being solo in your office but there's a whole other building of people you feel everything 
it's different than being one-on-one with someone and being like, yes, I, I understand how you're feeling and I'm here for you. It's like, yeah, you make, you, you will probably go home and think about that person for a while and think about how they're feeling and be overwhelmed about it. But this is like 10 times stronger because you're constantly feeling everybody around you, even when you're not physically with them. I was trying to think back about like when this started. Like, can I remember like being a younger kid and remember being like spiritual, being psychic and like, I don't know. And again, because I'm just figuring out what being an empath is, like, I think I was always spiritual. I remember like, I've always had cats growing up and I remember like, imagining like once they passed away I remember seeing their like spirits walking around and like pretending to pet them um I don't know was I pretending did I actually see them I really don't really remember I was also really fascinated with death and angels and like traumatic events there was a a time when I was probably like 10 where I was like I feel like I'm gonna die at a young age and I'm okay with that like I feel like that's a I feel like that's that's gonna happen to me and that's okay I was also really intrigued by like school shootings um I know dark like Columbine I'm still very intrigued by it um my my card is full on my camera hold on a second Oh my god, sorry guys, I, my arm is cramping because I just had to reach over and fix my camera because it, the card was full. And you know, I thought that might happen and it did and I didn't prepare for it and that's on me. Okay, going back to it. So we were talking about me and yeah, for some reason I had this weird fascination with death and with traumatic events And, um, turns out my psychic slash intuitive, well, not intuitive because it's not happening, okay, but, like, my weird thought of, like, me dying early turns out, and I'll go into this, (laughs) but turns out in a past life, I died at 17. Okay, let me, let me go into this quick little story. So, yeah, when I was young, I thought I was gonna die early. I'm not gonna go really into this because it is traumatic for me. Um, but in eighth grade, I read a certain book that made me feel not so great. And, um, it has impacted me until today. And I'm starting to get better at it, but it's definitely something that I would need to talk about in therapy. Um, but I, 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 for a long time, I was like, why is this book, why has it affected me in my day-to-day life so much? Like, it changed how I functioned around people it changed the way I viewed certain relationships horrible I was like what if something happened to me in my past life that was similar to what happened in this book and that that's why I am I'm so freaked out about it and I went to a psychic like two years ago and without me even saying anything she was like yeah so in a past life you um You took your own life at 17 because this, this, and this happened, which was the same thing that I thought happened in a past life. And I was like, hello? 
So the weirdest thing to me is that I don't get freaked out when people like confirm my intuitive thoughts or when they actually come true. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you'd think I'd be like, what the fuck? Hello? But I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay. I guess because intuitive thoughts are you just like know certain things are going to happen and there's like a certain piece with that. I don't know. But yeah, that was crazy about the psychic. Um, Again, kind of traumatic, not going to go into it. Those kind of intuitive thoughts can be related back to being a psychic empath. And I can remember back to the reason why I probably made like a majority of my friends is because I'm an empath. And because I match my energy to where their energy is at. So like... I don't know if it's like a per I don't think it's a personality change because I'm myself. It's just I'm matching I'm matching my energy to where I think they'd be comfortable. So in a way I'm not being fully myself because my energy is is theirs. But I do it because I want them to be comfortable. So that's why I'm starting to have this thought process in my head of like who which friends actually like know me fully and understand me fully and like I've always been the entertainer friend and I I feel like if I'm not funny then I'm not good enough or I'm boring and so I for a very 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 long time probably up until this year I was like I always have to be on I always got to be funny I always got to be loud. I always got to be dancing, whatever, all this stuff so that everybody else felt good and they felt entertained. And now, depending on my mood, whether it's like negative or positive, like if I'm sad, if I'm down, or if I'm just tired or if I'm just relaxed, I don't necessarily put on a certain energy to make other people feel better. And I'm starting to question like, is that why some people aren't, you know, hanging out with me anymore. I don't know. It could just be all in my head again because I'm I'm trying to read people and I'm trying to feel what they feel. But like, do people really know the full me? And I do have to say, when like a guy likes me for like me and they they value me for who I am and they understand who I am and they know the whole me I'm like hi please stay forever thank you (laughs) I think it might also be because I'm an Aquarius moon and um I really like when people find me unique and different and quirky (laughs) I'm not gonna get into astrology whatever but um that is my moon sign I am a Gemini sun, an Aquarius moon, and an Aries rising. Anyways, um, I do, I'm trying to think like if I ever felt, I definitely felt overwhelmed in the classroom growing up in school, and I felt overwhelmed in cafeterias, I felt overwhelmed in malls. So again, all these places where there are big crowds and I can feel everybody and I'm trying to I'm trying to constantly match or find find an even level match of energy to walk throughout the mall, to sit in the cafeteria, something that like is societally okay and that like people find okay. <laughs> so I think it's a I think it too 
might be a mix of me being an empath, but also me like having social anxiety. But again, anxiety is a is a trait of being an empath. So I I definitely feel both. Um, also, train stations. Holy fuck, subways. Don't even get me started about New York City, bitch. Oh my fuck. I went there. Um, there was just one time specifically that I remember with my friend. And we had to like book it through the subway and through the train station. And everybody's going every single direction. I think that's what overwhelms me about cities. Now, Boston is okay because like it's not as huge as New York City. I don't know if I could ever live in New York City because everybody i feel their um i feel what they're feeling because they are on a mission they got to get to work on time so they're everybody's rushing and i'm like jesus christ everybody needs to calm the fuck down because i'm overwhelmed so um new york city train stations hell fucking no thank you now let's get into psychic and intuitive dreams i'm sorry i have a wedgie i need to fix my shorts Oh my god. Hello. Yeah, I'm wearing shorts today because it's 70 degrees and I'm freaking sweating in here because I closed the window because I don't want there to be noise from the outside streets and the cars. So, psychic and intuitive dreams. Empathy and being an empath and feeling everyone's feelings and being in- intuitive. And being an intuitive is a like like feeling everybody else's feelings. That's a that's a trait of being intuitive. Like, that's a function of being... I can't think of the word. Of being intuitive. (laughs) Is feeling what other people are feeling. That's what intuitive... That's one of the things that intuitive means. So I've had certain psychic and intuitive dreams and feelings. Um, So I had that thing about my past life, which was proven true. And then I've also had dreams about people that have passed away coming to meet me um and talk to me a year or so ago unfortunately a really good friend their their dad passed away and he came to me in a dream soon after that and I remember I was walking somewhere with me and my parents and he was walking behind us and I was kind of looking at it as if like there was a camera in front of me like like I was the camera like it was a movie scene And I remember him saying, take care of her for me. And I remember saying, I will. Like, that's crazy. And I did tell her about that dream. It's just like, it's wild to me. And I feel so connected to like angels and spirits. It's really cool. Um, I also had a dream. So in January, I had a, a really good friend pass away. And he ended up showing in my dr- showing up in my dream twice. I had um, the first dream with him. We were sitting in like a basement and we were waiting for guests to arrive because we were having a party. And maybe it was a party for him. So just celebrating him and his life. And I remember his skin looking really smooth and he was he had a smile on his face. He was looking really happy. I don't remember what we were talking about, but I just remembered having him in the dream. And then soon after that, I had another dream of him and his like face and body weren't in the dream, but we were all going to his funeral at a church 
and we were walking in there was like a foyer of the church and then to the side there were like these big windows on the side and then on the roof this was like this big side room and all of a sudden this like golden light shines through the the windows and i i gesture to everyone and i point over there and i'm like guys look it's it's pete that's my friend's name who passed away i was like that's pete and uh if you look up like what certain colors mean uh golden can mean like angels and heaven and all that stuff and um but then the color changed to purple and i remember being in the dream like huh that's interesting and um then i think i woke up but purple means you're intuitive you're psychic you're connected to spirits and so i think that that was my spirit guides telling me that there's more for me to learn how to do and so i really would i i'm really interested in learning how to like be an actual psychic something um and that's why i want to be a spiritual life coach too i think being a medium would be really interesting that's like actually connecting with people that have passed away and being able to relay messages to loved ones um i don't know if i'd ever get there but it does definitely intrigue me but the fact that i've had those dreams is freaking crazy i've also had intuitive feelings that um certain things are gonna happen and then they do this is kind of stupid but i had this feeling one night because uh, the next day i knew that i was hanging out with a group of friends this was like a year ago or something i was hanging out with a group of friends and i was like i feel like one of my friends is gonna ask to talk to me one-on-one -on -one. i feel like they want that and then the next day when we were all hanging out um at the end of the hangout he said you know, I actually want to talk to you guys one-on-one. -on -one. Can you, like, leave individually? And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but again, it's not like a, whoa, that actually happened. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. That's what I thought was going to happen, and it happened. Like, it's a weird calmness about it. And I guess that's the intuition. It's just like, you just know that, that certain things are going to happen. I also will see, like, shadows out of the corner of my eye sometimes. And I'll, like, look back, and there's nothing there and i used to think like oh okay whatever i was just seeing something and now that i'm like spiritual and psychic kind of i'm like that could have been like one of my old cats that could have been like a spirit that could have been like one of my family members that have passed away just like a glimpse of them because uh, if you look up like shadows like sometimes that can mean that there is energy there there's a spirit there possibly because I'm so spiritual, because I'm so intuitive, all this stuff, like, I'm recognizing certain things about being an empath that, like, I don't have to, or I shouldn't have to deal with anymore. Like, the whole taking in everybody's stress. I, I'm trying to learn how to deal with episodes when I'm feeling overwhelmed by people. Like, I need to go outside, I need to take a walk, I need to call someone and rant about something for five minutes or, you know, whatever it is, I just, like, I don't, I realize that I don't have to solve everybody's problems, so it's definitely a process, and it's gonna be, a, I think it's, it's definitely gonna be a lifelong thing for me, if you're an empath, you're an empath, like, you can't, you can't fix that, and again, I enjoy being there for people, but it's really, really hard constantly feeling everybody's stress and feelings, so, there's ways to cope with it and you will get there there are other signs to know you're an empath you're definitely highly sensitive you're sensitive to people's 
feelings, you're sensitive to people's emotions, you are loving, you are kind, you are caring, you want to help this these people, and you definitely share your bright energy. People are really attracted to you because you come across as very positive. Um, I wrote down that you are the sun. Weirdly enough, I've been called that multiple times where I'm just this like sun presence, sun energy for people. And honestly, I love being called that. And I truly feel like my own son. Uh, as an empath, you definitely hate conflict. <laughs> and with me in communication, I'm really trying to get better at quote conflict and just like speaking my mind. That's definitely like a big uh, learning thing for me this year is just like speaking up when there's a problem. Uh, but you definitely hate conflict because uh, you'll be able to kind of intuitively feel how the other person is going to feel or how they feel in the moment and you don't want to stress them out. So you just want to avoid it altogether. <laughs> you also, oh, this, I found this very interesting. You have a high sensory stimulation. So again, grocery stores, loud noises. There's a bunch of people in grocery stores, people constantly talking. I get so distracted by other people in grocery stores. I'm like, I can't, I can't focus on what we're doing. Like, I don't, were we looking for chicken or were we looking for cat food? I don't remember because these people are talking about whatever they're talking about. <laughs> like loud noises. Yeah. People talking, um, also, just I get very like overwhelmed by like if my shirt is too close to my neck, I feel like I'm being suffocated. I hate tags. I have to cut tags off. So there's certain things that are overwhelming about like sensory stimulations, which is I found really interesting and I really related to that. Usually as an em usually not usually, probably always as an empath and you don't have to be a psychic empath to feel this, is you have good instincts, gut feelings, and intuition. And this can be about like, for example, specific people. And like, say you're at a party and you are introduced uh, to a person and you automatically feel like, I don't really vibe with this person. Like, eh, I don't, eh, they're not for me. And you're probably right. They're probably not that great of a person, <laughs> or at least for you. They're not that good of a person for you. Your energies don't match and you, you just, you have a feeling about them and you're probably right. I think I, uh, for certain people, yes, I definitely do feel that way. But for other people, it's taken me a while to like figure out that they are not the right people for me. And again, that come that stems from like, as an empath, me putting other people first and their, their feelings first and I don't really matter. But like now I'm starting to realize like, well, I don't really vibe with you. So I'm going to step away, which is, oh, I have to burp again. <sighs> that was a tiny one. It's still stuck in there. Um, but that's a really big thing to learn how to do is like when to step away from a situation or when to say like, I don't deserve this. I'm going to walk away. That's, I'm still learning how to do that. I don't know how to do that. So it's hard. Especially when you've been with people for a long time. Or if you really like a person, but like maybe they're not the best for you. It's really hard to step away from that situation. Really hard. Especially as an empath. You also have a higher connection with animals. I definitely feel like that. I definitely feel like I vibe more with animals. I feel like they just get me. <laughs> like that's why I absolutely love going home to visit my two cats. Because 
they're not judgmental. I don't have to change my energy with them. It's very relaxing and calming to be around them. If you can get a pet, they're great for anxiety. So you definitely have a, a bigger connection with animals if you are an empath. As I said to you, you're very loving and compassionate. You also love water. <laughs> I have two tattoos of water, which I just watched a TikTok that was like, these are red flags for girls if you have a tattoo about water or mermaids. I'm like, can, can you just let girls have interests? Can you just leave us alone? Thank you. A lot of people like the fucking ocean. Can you chill? So I have a wave. Let me show the camera real quick. I have a wave on my arm and I have a tattoo on my foot. And it's the French word for mermaid. And I've always felt very calm, very at peace when I'm at the beach. Um, I'm definitely one of those people that like doesn't really like to suntan at the beach. I like to go straight in the water, straight into the waves. I get too hot. Again, that's a sensory thing. I get overwhelmed when I'm hot and I need to be in the water. Uh, so if you're an empath, you'll probably feel very connected to, very drawn to, very at peace with water and also just being outside. I have found recently that when I'm very overwhelmed by by being an empath, I have to step outside. And it's hard at work because, again, I feel guilty for taking breaks, but I need to do it because I'm a human and that's healthy. And so usually midday, I'll go call my mom and I'll walk around the building. Or if I'm in the gym because there's a gym where I work, then I'll choose the treadmill that's closest to the windows because being outside just brings me a lot of comfort and peace and tranquility. And it makes sense because as an empath and as an intuitive person, you feel just very connected to just like the earth, to like spirituality, to psychic energy, to higher powers. And all that stems from like, nature and the sky and the clouds and just like the breeze and the animals outside and the sound so I love 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 being outside and it just like brings me a lot of peace so you'll probably find that too if you're an empath so these are some things that I have learned to help myself with of um coping with and how to be social and deal with the anxiety of being an empath so first step is to recognize that you are an empath and recognize that what you're feeling is an actual thing that a lot of people go through and that it's normal for you to be feeling the way that you feel. And just learning about what an empath is, what empathy is, so that when you're feeling overwhelmed, you can like put a name to it. You can put a, a definition to it. Because when I would get really angry and stressed out in social situations, I hated that I was like that. But I felt like I had to say something and I didn't, I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know that it was me being an empath and me picking up on everybody's energy that made me so angry. And now that I know what it is, I know that I can communicate that to people. And the people who really value you and want you in their lives will try to understand what you're going through they will listen to you and they will understand in the moment when you're feeling overwhelmed they'll be like okay do what you need to do definitely find those people and if people aren't treating you like that separate yourselves from them 
Know that that's okay. Know that you have to put yourself first in every situation. You're, you have you for the rest of your life. And um, putting all this pressure on yourself to perform a certain way for others, it's like, mm, the right people will not make you feel that way. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, deep breaths can really help when you're feeling overwhelmed or when you're feeling really anxious. Also, if you're going into a grocery store, listening to music really helps. That way I don't hear people. I have like a, a safeguard up. I don't feel all the sensory stimulations that's going on, so it helps me a little bit. Oh, big one. Big, big one. Empaths and narcissists, very drawn to each other. Narcissists are drawn to empaths because they feel like they uh, will be 100% listened to because narcissists always talk about themselves. They feel like uh, we will give them all of our attention and our advice and they crave that, they want that, and empaths want to give that out. So be careful of that because I've definitely run into my fair share of narcissists in my life. And um, I don't know if that's a diagnosis. I'm not trying to say that I know that people are narcissists, but I, I'm pretty sure there are certain people that I've had in my life that are narcissists. And um, I've just gone along with it because I felt the need to always be there for them. Because it's something that I like to do. It's something that I like to do. So it's hard. But you just have to recognize what's going on and realizing you'll you'll probably realize that they're sucking energy out of you you'll probably feel very exhausted at the end of a hangout with a narcissist i can definitely say that i have um i'd say it comes with learning confidence and self-love and recognition of what a narcissist is and recognition of what an empath is finding out who you are, all this stuff to be able to like separate yourselves from them or say to yourself or even say to them, again, conflict is very hard to be like, I don't deserve this. I'm stepping away. That's probably the hardest thing about being an empath. <sighs> Excuse me. Is all the energy suckers and narcissists out there. There's a lot of them and it's hard to deal with. Um, so... If you can, practice practice self-love, practice uh, meditation, connecting yourself with your higher self. I've thought about like putting up sticky notes in my mirror. I'm just like, I love you or you look great today. Just like more reminders and putting the attention back on you. You know, other people, they don't matter that much. I mean, they do, but like you are all, you always come first in your friendships, in your relationships. But again, like we said in our last episode, there should be a, an even balance of whatever relationship or partnership or friendship you're in. So one person shouldn't be sucking all the life and energy out of you. That's not a healthy relationship. Oh, also today's 420. This channel, we are 420 friendly. Though I have not smoked weed probably in like two years. I have a weed pen. Um, I think it has indica in it, um, which is the energy booster. No, sativa. Wait, indica, indica couch, sativa, something, something. So it's sativa. Okay, wait, indica makes you relaxed and tired, and sativa, I think, is the fun one. I 
think. If I'm wrong, let me know. But I used to, so I started out with CBD when I was really anxious, and I don't know if that was like a placebo effect or if it actually helped, but I had, um, I smoked CBD, and I think it helped, and I still do it, except two weeks ago I like lost my CBD pen, so whoops. Um, <laughs> but I then switched and I had indica oil that I smoked, and that helped me before bed help me sleep because a lot of times with an em- with being an empath you don't really have good sleep because your thoughts are constantly on other things and now i have sativa oil that i smoke but again i haven't i don't think i've smoked in like 2 years but from the times that i did and it it was mm, it was rare maybe once every 2 weeks um it made me feel really happy really positive really energetic so i'd say if my pen was working it's freaking broken I would smoke it, um, but I don't. But the overall message is sometimes weed, sometimes CBD can be helpful for people with anxiety. I'd say know your limits, know your boundaries, know how much is too much. So, I mean, that's with everything. But I forgot to mention that in my first episode, that that, that CBD helped me a little bit. A lot of my friends, too, have like um, either CBD gummies or they have um, indica gummies that like help them sleep right before bed. I have not tried that. My sleep has actually been okay. But yeah, let me know if you're an empath. Reach out to me. If you're on YouTube, comment down below. Or like DM me what you're going through. Because I'm really curious who else is empaths and what you guys deal with. <laughs> I, I definitely enjoy helping people and being a listener. But it can also be a lot and it takes a lot of energy out of me sometimes. And nowadays I wish that I had someone that was a listener to me because they're very rare in my life. I think because people have gotten used to me being the listener and they have a certain view on who I am as a person. And now that I'm not taking any more shit necessarily, I still do. I still, my my empathy takes a hold on me for sure. But like, I'm learning how to cope with it. And hopefully this episode has, uh, has helped you learn a little bit more about empathy too. I'm too, I'm just learning about all this stuff. And there's going to be more parts to this series as I learn more about myself. Hopefully I'll have some guests on to talk about their experiences. But um, those are mine. And life is crazy. But um, we're, we're going places. We're, we're going places. I don't know how I'm ending this. <laughs> this is a one-person episode again. Because I don't have any friends. Just kidding, I do. There have been a ton of people that reached out to me. Um, again, and I have a lot of friends from college that, like, maybe we're not close, close, close anymore. But, like, if I were to see them, I'd be like, oh, my God, hi. Like, there, there's good people out there. And you know who you are. And hi, I love you. So... That's my part one of my empathy life. My life as an empath. That made me think of my life as a teenage robot. Anyone watch that? I did. Okay. Thank you guys for watching another episode. I know this one was kind of long, but I hope you were here for it. I hope you were here for the journey. I hope you either learned about what an empath was if you aren't one. If you are one, I hope this validated some feelings that you that you have. So, yeah. It's late. This is actually Tuesday. You're watching this literally tomorrow. I have to stop. 
filming and recording and I have to edit this until um, probably 2 in the morning. So thank you guys for listening slash watching and I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye!